Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Podcast. We'll talk about how to start, grow, and enjoy your coaching business. Plus, we'll dig into the failures and lessons we've learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, welcome back. In today's episode, we are talking about reducing the weight of money goal doubt. I love this. And I want you to just create this mental image of a scale. You know, one of those scales that have a left and a right and whatever you put on it, if it doesn't equal the same weight, one side goes lower and the other side goes higher. And so in today's episode, our belief is going to be on one side and our doubt in your ability to hit your money goal for this year is on the other side. Before we dig into that, though, are you on my mailing list? Are you receiving emails from me? (laughs) If you are, great. If you're not, I want to encourage you to go to my website or go to wherever you're listening to this podcast. There's the description. It's going to have a link to my website. Go there and whatever freebie I'm offering, enter your email address and get on my mailing list. Today's episode, I'm sharing with you this practice, but in the email I'm going to send after this episode, I'm going to put this exercise in writing. And so when you're on both, you're getting my emails and you're listening to the podcast, you get to learn and like soak in this work, both listening, right? Through ears, audio, however we call that auditory learning. And then you get the, the like secondary benefit of seeing it and having it in writing and having that reminder of like, yeah, I want to do this prompt or I want to add this to um, the work I'm going to do journaling or whatever, right? So I highly recommend you come over there. That's where I'm going to talk about free trainings that, that I do. That's where I'm going to talk about how you can work with me. That's where I'm going to share and just do even more teaching. So this podcast is always here, but The email is another place that I'm teaching you and helping you use your brain to set and hit big goals. So let's get back to reducing the weight of your money goal doubt. So we have this visual of this scale and it's the thing I want to start with is that it's normal when you set a goal for yourself that the doubt side is heavier right? It's normal that you have a lot of doubt. And the the most encouraging news I can tell you is that no matter what your money goal is, those doubts are basically going to sound the same every time. So whether your goal this year is $100,000, you're going to write down those doubts that go on that side of the scale. We'll talk more about that later. And you're going to you're going to see them. And then after you hit that 100,000 this year, you're going to set a goal of 200,000. And then the next year, 400,000 or whatever, right? However you want to do it. And each goal you set, these, you're going you're gonna to do this exercise. And on the doubt side of this scale, what you're going to find is that this, this, the sentences that are over there are exactly the same year after year. And I say this 
from experience, my own self after, right? Because my own coaching is the only one I have access to after five years, right? I've never worked with the same client for five years to see that happen, but I see them have these same thoughts too. And so when I work with a client and we work through these things, it's like, ah, everybody has these thoughts. So it's normal to have doubt when you go after a big goal. It's normal that on this scale, your doubt side is going to be heavier. Here's the other thing I want to tell you. It's also normal that they're going to be the same thoughts every time. And that gets good. That's that's good news because you're going to work through them quicker each time, right? You're going to believe them less. And inevitably what happens is that when you work through your doubts, most people try to just like feel good feelings and think positive thoughts and like like focus on their belief and like, no, it's totally possible. And then just like focus on the action of what it's going to take to get it. And they're very focused on the belief side of the scale. And that's good, right? Like we want to do these both. We want you to do that. And when we think about reducing the weight of your, your doubt when it comes to your goal, we don't just want to do that work. You want to also come face to face with this doubt section and work through it. And the very first step to that is just taking it off the scale and seeing it. Because our brain categorizes it as emotion. And so it kind of like anytime we feel bad about something or unsure or scared, our brain just naturally shies away from it. This is like such a fun thing I get to watch myself as a coach who's very aware of emotions and like watching myself to see am I doing the things I want to be doing? Does it line up with the results that I want? And often it doesn't, right? And I have to be consciously managing myself to see why. And sometimes the answer is just as simple as like, I felt really nervous about something over there. And so I just like went a different direction. I went and read a book instead. (laughs) It's like when I looked back at it consciously, I was like, oh, fascinating. My brain didn't even know why. All it knew was I felt nervous. And so I like went a different direction. And so what this is, though, is we're looking and we're taking and we're putting concrete sentences to those emotions on that doubt side. And in this episode, I'm going to show you how it's like when we take those things off and when you just see them, you don't even have to have processed them yet. You're going to reduce the weight of your money goal doubt. And the natural effect when you reduce the weight of those doubts is that you build your belief. So it's not even going to come because you're like purposely trying, although I want you to do that stuff too. But working through your doubts is naturally going to make your belief stronger. Let's see if there was something else I wanted to tell you. I'm looking through my my notes. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't think so, right? So it's like, oh, the other thing. I knew there was something else. When you have these two scales... Before we get into the thoughts that are on the doubt side, the other thing I want to tell you is that it's normal to believe both sides. Now, I'm going to give you an example of this because you're picturing it in your mind, right? And I think, I I mean, (laughs) sometimes you guys lie. And so if you've been on a free training or you've heard me talk about this before, I don't, I don't encourage my clients to lie to me (laughs) or to themselves, right? Ultimately to themselves, Because if you tell me, if I ask you a question in coaching and you answer me with a thought that sounds good or that someone else told you and you want to believe but you don't, that, that thought's not true for you, 
right? How you know a thought is something you believe is because your brain doesn't argue with it and your body doesn't reject it, right? You feel it emotionally. You're just kind of like steady and calm with it. So you believe, and we're thinking about this doubt and this belief in a goal. You have thoughts that you believe. Your brain doesn't argue and your body is like, doesn't freak out about on both sides. You believe the doubt thoughts and you believe the belief thoughts, right? You believe them both. I'm not talking about like, oh, I, I want to believe it or it's like, no, you actually believe everything that's on your belief side. So I'm gonna give you an example of this. One of your doubts might be when you set a big goal and you're going after it, one of the thoughts on your doubt side might be, well, um, I should be realistic when I set this goal. Like last year, I only made X number of dollars. So that, that's the thought on your belief side or your doubt side. But the thought on your belief side could be the money I made last year has nothing to do with what I'm capable of creating in the future. You see how these thoughts can both be held as true individually. You can believe each of them and yet they're about the same topic. <laughs> like same topic. Your brain just has two completely different thoughts. One of them that causes you to feel doubt and the other one that causes you to maybe feel empowered and inspired and they literally lead to different actions and so we want to be careful and, and watch our inclination of the brain this is the beauty of coaching is that your brain's natural tendency is going to be to hang out in the doubt side it's going to be to hang out in the side where you're like oh, i should be realistic or i don't know like everything we're going to talk about on this doubt side your brain's inclination is going to be to hang out there but it's equally possible for you to hang out on the belief side too. Everything on that side you also believe. So I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that because it's like sometimes you guys lie and you put crazy stuff on there and then the scale, you're like, I don't know if this scale works. Like, I just don't know about all this, but it's like the scale only has things you believe on it. So when we think about reducing the weight of your money goal doubt, what I have done is I went through this exercise that I had done with a client and I looked at all of the thoughts that this person had in relation to creating their money goal and I broke them down into categories. And so I'm gonna tell you these categories because the exercise I would encourage you to do is to ask yourself, like when it comes to my money goal, like, where are my doubts? What are my fears? What's like bothering me about this? And write those thoughts down on paper. And so I've already done that. And so what I'm going to present to you is I'm going to present five themes that these thoughts could all be categorized into. And this is important because we're, we're teaching your brain. Once your brain sees it on paper and you've stepped into the observer role, how does you as the observer like train your brain to think in a way that lines up with your goals? And this is what like having a coach helps you with is it's teaching you this skill of like when I'm in observer mode, how do I think? How does someone else think about this? Because when we don't do that, <clears throat> All we have access to is our own mind. And sometimes our brain either doesn't know or it just takes a long time to get us there. 
So here are those five themes, right? So we've already in this situation made a list of all the thoughts and I'm going to share them with you as we go. And now I've categorized them. So this is the doubt side. How are we going to reduce the weight? We're taking the doubt off the scale. We're putting it in like sentence form so our brain can become the observer of it. So one of the categories that this these doubt thoughts could be put into, here's what the thoughts might sound like, and then I'll tell you the category. Last year, I only made dot, 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 right? Fill in the blank. Last year, I only made $50,000. Last year, I only made $0. Last year, I only made $150,000. doesn't even matter how much money it is, right? The brain will still say the same thing. Keep that in mind. So last year, I only made dot, dot, dot. I've never made that much money before. This category, so when we look at these types of thoughts, this is your brain looking to the past for evidence of what's future and the poss- possible in the future. So when you make out this list for yourself, I want you to pull them out. I want you to be like, oh, this thought, this thought, this thought. These are my, like this, this is evidence of my, like this is my brain's habit of looking to the past as evidence of what's possible for the future. Because we could work through these thoughts, right? Like, and it's not always a bad thing. Sometimes you do want to. But when we categorize them like this, it's going to make it so much easier for your brain to move through it. Because it feels so true when you don't take these out of your mind. If these just stay in your brain and you're thinking the thought, like, last year I only made, and you're going to suddenly, you're going to feel like, maybe like defeated or sad or discouraged but you're not feeling like the woman who can like set a goal that's twice as much you're not feeling like the woman who can set that goal that she's never made before and create it right so we're just categorizing it into like oh there's just this habit of my brain on the doubt side of the scale and one of its habits is going to it's going to have thoughts about the past And it's going to try and make them mean something about the future. And so one of the thoughts that I have here is, the past isn't a reflection of my future. And when I think that, like, and notice how I don't even have to work through any of these thoughts necessarily. Although again, they might be thoughts you want to work through with a coach or on your own. But when you have a other belief like this, like the past isn't a reflection of the future. Sometimes you don't even have to work through the thoughts. You get to just be like, oh, every time you're like, I've never made that much money before. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, there's my brain again. Thinking the past is a reflection, but my past doesn't, my future doesn't reflect my past. I'm showing up to to create it. I'm doing it on purpose, right? I am the creator of my future. Everywhere I put my, my attention, I change. I can see change when I put my attention there, right? So this is category one is where you label the thoughts that come up. Is it your brain looking to the past for evidence of like trying to tell you that you can't do something in the future because of something that happened in the past? You're going to put those thoughts in this category. The next category is thoughts that sound like this. I have no idea what else I would sell. My my one like the offer I know I have like it's not enough basically like right? like that like the price is too low to hit this goal, right? So that's kind of how it lines up. That's another version of that. Like I have no idea what else I'd sell. My one offer wouldn't be enough. 
I'm not sure what all is involved. Like, I don't know how I would do it. This category of the doubt section is where your brain is focused on needing to know how it works in order to believe that you can create that result. And so you're going to put, when you make your list of thoughts, you're going to put in this category all of the thoughts that kind of have this confused flair to them or unsure or like it's like planner you trying to work out all the details before and it's like the thing I remember in this category is that I don't need to know how I hit it. I don't need to know how I reach a goal. All I need to know is what I'm going to do next. Right? I already know what I'm going to do next, right? We all do. And I have to be willing to believe. Right? And, and, and so often, even in my own mind yet still, five years doing this process, it's like my brain wants to be like, what are we going to do? What's that action plan look like? But it's like the first step to any goal is not figuring out the action plan. It's really figuring out, can I believe this? Can I believe that I'm capable of doing this? Am I willing to believe and hold belief in this goal even when I have doubt? And so often, you guys, you're skipping this step, right? Like the brain is so excited to get started in action and planning. It gets this like dopamine hit from it that it misses that step. Am I willing to believe Am I willing to believe even when I doubt? Am I willing to believe and go after this goal even knowing that it's going to bring up my junk, that I'm going to have to work through it to like create at this higher level? And when the answer to that is yes, sometimes you have to just stay in that belief stage, that willingness to believe, that working through the doubts and instead of trying to come up with the action plan, right? Sometimes we have to just start not knowing. And so in this category, you're going to put all the thoughts that line up with that, like unsure, confused, or like really the version of you who really wants a plan. And she's just not even, she's not even willing to believe or start believing until she's figured out a plan. And it's like, you want to put those doubt thoughts in this category. The next category of how we're going to categorize our doubts on that side of the scale is, it's going to sound like this. I need to grow my audience first, or I need to get this funnel built, or um, like I need to get better at this thing, or my offer needs to be better, or <laughs> this one's good. There isn't enough time, right? When we, when we set a big goal, sometimes when people are like, well, I'm already off track. And there's this sense of like, there's just like, when I look at my goal for this year and I'm already in May, there's just not enough time to hit the goal. So all of your doubt thoughts in this category are going to be focused on something that's outside of your control, they're out, they're focused on something that's like, that keeps you out of the role as creator of your goal. And notice what it was for my examples, time, it was like list size, 
So this category is where your brain is just being honest with you about what it thinks creates results. And what I love about that question is sometimes I'm just asking myself or I'm asking my clients, like, what are you believing creates results? And sometimes the answer is like, oh, I'm believing that sending more emails creates the results. I'm believing that free trainings create the results. I'm believing that sales skill is what creates the results or time. And as you make more and more money, you work through those kinds of things where it's like, sure, there's some, there's some like connection, but I create the results. I use time. I use audience groups or audience growth. I use a funnel. But anytime your brain is like giving you these doubts on that side and they're outside of your control of as the creator, you're going to put them into this category. And you're going to want to focus on how you create results and not those singular things right? Because if we think about it, and I'm sure I've done a podcast on this, but it's like time doesn't create a result. And this might be one of your thoughts. How do I know? Because the passing of time without my influence, my goal, my determination and commitment to show up and create something that didn't exist before, time by itself never creates it. But time paired with my determination, my commitment, my like willingness to keep trying things and work through them, that's when it, that's when it becomes reality. So we know time alone. Same thing with audience group growth. So many of my friends I see post on, on social media and it's like one of the things they tell people is like, uh, no, I've made, you know, $800,000 with a mailing list of a thousand people. Right. And I've seen so many different friends post that kind of thing. And it's like, I know my own. My list is like has a thousand people on it. And you can make multiple six figures without having a huge list. So it's like anytime your brain thinks it's this this detail, I have to have a funnel, I have to have a bigger audience, I have to it's like, yeah, you need to have an audience, but you don't have to have a bigger, right? It's relative. So any thought on that doubt side that goes into focusing on something that's outside of your control as the creator of your goals goes into this category. The next category, and we've got two more, this one and then the next one. It sounds like this. I should set the goal lower. I should be realistic. I don't want to get my hopes up. This category of thoughts is... We're, we're going to call it the, the realistic category. <laughs> like anytime your brain is trying to talk you out of your goal, it's trying to get you to do something else so that you will feel better, right? I think about that thought, like I don't want to get my hopes up. And it seems so like reasonable when it comes off your tongue. Be like, but this is the part where it's like when we process these individual thoughts and we work through them so that they don't sound reasonable, it becomes this like, oh, wait a minute. Why don't I want to get my hopes up? Like, what's the worst case scenario of getting my hopes up? What's the worst case scenario of being willing to believe that I set this goal and I hit it? The worst case scenario is that you're going to feel disappointed. Maybe you're like, maybe you judge yourself. Maybe you're going to feel some self-judgment. Maybe you're going to be mean to yourself. 
But it's like the worst case scenario is some emotions. And anytime I remember that, my brain's like, oh, you're kidding me. I'm already doing that to myself. (laughs) I'm already doing that. And it's like, oh, like I want to go for it anyways. So this is a category of your brain trying to convince you not to go after your goal. Maybe it sounds like being realistic. Maybe it sounds like, like, but it's ultimately your brain is trying to tell you through sneaky thoughts that you're going to feel better if you don't, that you should lower your goal, that you should be realistic, that you shouldn't get your hopes up, that you don't want to feel bad if you don't hit it. You don't want to feel some emotion. And what I like to remember in this category is that it's all just tied to emotions and I'm feeling them all no matter what because I'm living the human experience and in our business we just get to be extra aware of that some things in our business cause us to not feel great we feel disappointed when someone books a consult and cancels we feel disappointed when we set a goal and we don't hit it We feel disappointed. We feel shame. We feel self-judgment. And it's all going to happen whether we set big goals or not. The next and last category sounds like this. Everyone else can do it, but I don't think I can. Something's wrong with me. And so any of those thoughts, when you look at your big goal... If they sound like this, we're going to put them into this category. And this is the category that I'm going to label believing that you personally can't do something or that something's wrong with you. So this is the category of like your brain's making it about you individually. And if you're hearing that and you're saying to yourself, oh my gosh, yes, I, I don't know if this is going to help you feel better, but this is a really normal category where (laughs) client after client I hear this and so I'm just not surprised anymore when one of the thoughts that is on your doubt side is is your brain thinking something is wrong with you personally and I know that doesn't assure you that nothing is wrong with you personally (laughs) but I'm I'm trying to assure you that like almost everybody has that thought that there's some version of that thought when you look at all the people you know who set and hit goals. When you look at all the people in your life, they are all having some sort of thought like that when they're pushing themselves to go beyond what they're used to. So in summary, right, you're asking yourself questions in relation to your goal. And the question's going to sound different, right? I I haven't actually told you what the question is that I tell ask my clients. <laughs> I'm going to send that in the email. But it's a question that explores, right? And it could happen, it could be accessed with so many questions. That's the thing too, is I'm not like being sneaky and keeping it from you, but it's like, it could be accessed with so many questions. But you're going to ask yourself a question that explores your doubts and your concerns and your fears around hitting your money goal for this year. You're going to write them on paper because if they just stay in your head, your brain does not have the same skill as being the observer of them you're going to write them on paper you're going to write them in sentence form you heard how I wrote these sentences you're not going to write them in big paragraphs because the brain just skims over that and it cannot be the observer of that in a helpful way you're going to write them in sentence form 
And then you're going to categorize them based on these five categories that I just shared. And maybe you have some thoughts left and you're like, wait a minute, what category do these ones fit in? Make up a category. That's all I did. Because when you set your goal, when you hit your goal for this year, and then you set the next one for the next one, and then you're like, we're working on that goal, these same thoughts are going to come up. And so when you have a way of thinking about that category, you're going to be able to move through and process your mind so much quicker. You're not going to spend as much time. And that's, that is part of what makes, helps you make money faster and faster. You don't spend as much time lost and believing this stuff. You work through it quicker. And once you see those thoughts on that doubt side, you can look at them with compassion. That is the first step of being the observer of your mind. You get to see yourself through another lens, right? Because now it's on paper and you get to be compassionate with your own self as the thinker of those thoughts, You get to become curious. You get to look at individual thoughts and get curious of like, oh, that's kind of vague. What do I mean by that exact word? Or like, why would that seem helpful for my brain to think? And you get to get curious with like, do I want to keep that? You also get to question those thoughts. You get to decide if they line up with the results you want to create You get to decide, do I really believe that? Like, why do I believe that? What's going on there with that? But when you see these thoughts on paper and you get to become the observer of them, you get to work through them. And that is how you're going to reduce the weight of your money goal doubt. You're going to see it. That's actually enough, right? But working through them gives you that like much like higher level of like, that's what you do with a coach. You work through those thoughts so that you can hit your goals faster, so that you move through them and you automatically then build your belief side. Okay, that is a wrap for today. I'm gonna say it again. If you're not on my mailing list, come over, put your email address in and we we will connect both through the podcast and on the mailing list. Okay, talk to you next week. Hey, who's your business coach? If you don't have one, I'd be honored to help you grow your coaching business. If your one-on-one coaching offer needs a revamp or built for the first time, I've created a seven-part mini course to help you. You'll nail down who you help, with what, do market research to make sure people actually wanna buy it, decide the length of your offer, your price, and even your process to deliver on your offer. Best of all, this mini course is free. Your offer is not what makes you money in your coaching business. It's your beautiful and creative mind. Your offer though, focuses your attention and builds your confidence selling something you know you can deliver on. Sign up for this free training at elizabethsalazarcoaching.com. I'll see you over there.